Welcome back. Yeah. Good morning. Hello, everyone. We are going through the book of Numbers. We Today are. is 8, 9, and 10. This is day 58. Chip and Eric reading through the Bible. And I got to tell you, Eric, every almost every day someone comes up to me and says they're listening. Yes. I have no, really no idea it's awesome. how many and, and who all is listening. I have an idea on some, but... But, uh, yeah, that's so awesome. It, I am very shocked yeah, by shocked. some of the people. Really shocked. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, yep. we, uh, we, <laughs> we read the same paragraph about 12 times yesterday. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But that's... we started this contract between Israel and God. Yeah. This uh, sort of tabernacle contract. Mm. That God would live among them, and yeah. that they would basically hold up their end by being uh, a generous people who yeah. gave sacrificially to God, and so we have started that contract, and now we're going to continue today as we look at the process here um, for the priests and other things. Yeah. So first, though, it's kind of dark in here. So well, Numbers uh, chapter eight. Yeah. Let's uh, prepare the lamps. Let's prepare the lamps. <laughs> <laughs> the Lord said to Moses, give Aaron the following instructions. When you set up the seven lamps in the lampstand, place them so their light shines forward in front of the lampstand. So Aaron did this. Mm-hmm. He set up the seven lamps so they reflected their light forward, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. The entire lampstand, from its base to its decorative blossoms, was made of beaten gold. It was built according to the exact design the Lord had shown Moses. The Levites dedicated. Then the Lord said to Moses, Now set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel and make them a ceremonially clean. Do this by sprinkling them with the water of purification and have them shave their entire body and wash their clothing. Then they'll be ceremonially clean. Have them bring a young bull, a grain offering, a choice flour moistened with olive oil, along with a second young bull for a sin offering. Then assemble the whole community of Israel and present the Levites... Uh, the entrance of the tabernacle at the entrance of the tabernacle. When you present the Levites before the Lord, the people of Israel must lay their hands on them. Raising his hands, Aaron must then present the Levites to the Lord as a special offering from the people of Israel, thus dedicating them to the Lord's service. Next, the Levites will lay their hands on the heads of the young bulls, present one as a sin offering and the other as a burnt offering to the Lord to purify the Levites and make them right with the Lord. Then have the Have the Levites stand in front of Aaron and his sons and raise your hands and present them as a special offering to the Lord. In this way, you will set the Levites apart from the rest of the people of Israel and the Levites will belong to me. After this, they may go into the tabernacle to do their work because you have purified them and presented them as a special offering. Of all the people of Israel, the Levites are reserved for me. I've claimed them for myself in a place of all the firstborn sons of the Israelites. I've taken the Levites as their substitutes, for all the firstborn males among the people of Israel are mine, both the people and animals. I set them apart for myself on the day I struck down all the firstborn sons of the Egyptians. Yes, I've claimed the Levites in place of all the firstborn sons of Israel, and all the Levites. I have assigned the Levites to Aaron and his sons. They will serve in the tabernacle on behalf of the Israelites and make sacrifices to purify the people so no plague will strike them when they approach the sanctuary. So Moses, Aaron, and the whole community of Israel dedicated the Levites, carefully following all the Lord's instructions to Moses. The Levites purified themselves from sin and washed their clothes, and Aaron lifted them up and presented them to the Lord as a special offering. He then offered a sacrifice to purify them and make them right with the Lord. 
After that, the Levites went into the tabernacle to perform their duties, assisting Aaron and his sons. So they carried out all the commands that the Lord gave Moses concerning the Levites. The Lord also instructed Moses, This is the rule the Levites must follow. They must begin serving in the tabernacle at the age of 25, and they must retire at the age of 50. After, well, that means I can retire. Sweet. Wow. After retirement, they may assist their fellow Levites by serving as guards at the tabernacle, but they may not officiate in the service. This is how you must assign duties to the Levites. So you can retire, and then you have to join the ETF right afterwards. Okay. That's what that says. Sign me up. Okay. ETF is our security here at the church, just to be clear for the people who don't know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, Numbers chapter 9, the second Passover. The second one. This is pretty cool. Yeah. A year after Israel's departure from Egypt, the Lord spoke to Moses in the wilderness of Sinai. In the first month of that year, he said, tell the Israelites to celebrate the Passover at the prescribed time, at twilight on the 14th day of the first month. Be sure to follow all my decrees and regulations concerning the celebration. So Moses told the people to celebrate the Passover in the wilderness of Sinai as twilight fell on the 14th day of the month. And they celebrated the festival there, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. But some of the men had been ceremonially defiled by touching a dead body, so they could not celebrate the Passover that day. They came to Moses and Aaron that day and said, We have become ceremonially unclean by touching a dead body. But why should we be prevented from presenting the Lord's offering at the proper time with the rest of the Israelites? Moses answered, Wait here until I have received instructions for you from the Lord. This was the Lord's reply to Moses. Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. If any of the people now or in the future generations are ceremonially unclean at the Passover time because of touching the dead body... Or if they are on a journey and cannot be present at the ceremony, they may still celebrate the Lord's Passover. They must offer the Passover sacrifice one month later, at twilight on the 14th day of the second month. They must eat of the Passover land at the time with bitter salad greens and bread made without yeast. They must not leave any of the lamb until the next morning, and they must not break any of its bones. They must follow all the normal regulations concerning the Passover. But those who neglect to celebrate the Passover at the regular time, even though they are ceremonially clean and not away on a trip, will be cut off from the community of Israel. If they <laughs> If they fail to present the Lord's offering at the proper time, mm. they will suffer the consequences of their guilt. And if foreigners living among you want to celebrate the Passover to the Lord, they must follow the same decrees and regulations. The same laws apply to both native-born Israelites and the foreigners living among you. The fiery cloud. On the day the tabernacle was set up, the cloud covered it. But from evening until morning, the cloud over the tabernacle looked like a pillar of fire. This was a regular pattern. At night, the cloud that covered the tabernacle had the appearance of fire. Whenever the cloud lifted from over the sacred tent, the people of Israel would break camp and follow it. And whenever the cloud settled, the people of Israel would set up camp. In this way, they traveled and camped at the Lord's command, wherever he told them to go. Then they remained in their camp as long as a cloud stayed over the tabernacle. If the cloud remained over the tabernacle for a long time, the Israelites stayed and performed their duty to the Lord. Sometimes a cloud would stay over the tabernacle for only a few days, so the people would stay for only a few days, as the Lord commanded. Then at the Lord's command, they would break camp and move on. Sometimes a cloud stayed over night and lifted the next morning. But day or night, when the cloud lifted, the people broke camp and moved on. Whether the cloud stayed above the tabernacle for two days a month, a year, the people of Israel stayed in the camp and did not move on. But as soon as it lifted, they broke camp, they moved on. So they camped or traveled as the Lord commanded, and they did whatever the Lord told them through Moses. The Silver Trumpets, Numbers chapter 10. Now the Lord said to Moses, Make two trumpets of hammered silver for calling the community to assemble for the signaling 
for signaling the breaking of camp. When both trumpets are blown, everyone must gather before you at the entrance of the tabernacle. But if only one trumpet is blown, then only the leaders, the heads of the clans of Israel, must present themselves to you. When you sound the signal to move on, the tribes camped at the east side of the tabernacle must break camp and move forward. When you sound the signal a second time, the tribes camped on the south will follow. You must sound short blasts as a signal for moving on. But when you call the people to an assembly, blow the trumpets with a different signal. Only the priest, Aaron's descendants, are allowed to blow the trumpets. This is a permanent law for you, to be observed from generation to generation. When you arrive in your own land and go to war against your enemies who attack you, sound the alarm with the trumpets. Then the Lord your God will remember you and rescue you from your enemies. Blow the trumpets in times of gladness, too, sounding them at your annual festivals and at the beginning of each month. And blow the trumpets over your burnt offerings and peace offerings. The trumpets will remind your God of his covenant with you. I am the Lord your God. The Israelites leave Sinai. In the second year after Israel's departure from Egypt, on the 20th day of the second month, the cloud lifted from the tabernacle of the covenant. So the Israelites set out from the wilderness of Sinai, traveled on from place to place until the cloud stopped in the wilderness of Paran. When the people set out for the first time, following the instructions the Lord had given through Moses, Judah's troops led the way. They marched behind their banner, and their leader was Nashon, son of Aminadab. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Issachar, led by Nethanel, son of Zuar, and the troops of the tribe of Zebulun, led by Eliab, son of Helon. Then the tabernacle was taken down. Gershonite and Amorite divisions of the Levites were next in line of the march, carrying the tabernacle with them. Reuben's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Eliezer, son of Shadur. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Simeon, led by Shalumiel, son of Zerishadai, and the troops of the tribe of Gad, led by Eliasaph, son of Duel. Next came the Kohite division of the Levites, carrying the sacred objects from the tabernacle. Before they arrived at the next camp, the tabernacle would already be set up at its new location. Ephraim's troops went next, marching behind their banner. Their leader was Elishama, son of Amihud. Then they were joined by the troops of the tribe of Manasseh, led by Gamaliel, son of Pedazur, and the troops of the tribe of Benjamin, led by Abidan, son of Gideoni. Dan's troops were last, marching behind their banner and serving as a rear guard for all the tribal camps. Their leaders were Ahazar, son of Amishadai. They were joined by the troops of the tribe of Asher, led by Pagiel, son of Akran, and the troops of the tribe of Naphtali, led by Ahira, son of Enan. This was the order in which the Israelites marched, division by division. One day Moses said to his brother-in-law, Hobab, son of Rubiel, the Midianite, we are on our way to the place the Lord promised us, for he said, I will give it to you. Come with us and we'll treat you well, for the Lord has promised wonderful blessings for Israel. But Hobab replied, No, I will not go. I must return to my own land and family. Please don't leave us, Moses pleaded. You know the places in the wilderness where we should camp. Come, be our guide. If you do, we'll share with you all the blessings the Lord gives us. They marched for three days after leaving the mountain of the Lord with the Ark of the Lord's Covenant moving ahead of them to show them where to stop and rest. As they moved on each day, the cloud of the Lord hovered over them. And whenever the Ark set out, Moses would shout, Arise, O Lord, and let your enemies be scattered. Let them flee before you. And when the Ark was set down, he would say, Return, O Lord, to the countless thousands of Israel. Okay. Wow, we're introduced to a new character. Hobab. 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 Jim Bob. Hey, Moses. Yeah, Hobab? Yeah. I want to marry your daughter. No, no. No. No, Bab. No, Bab. (laughs) (laughs) No, Bab. No, Bab. Get out of here. (laughs) 
All right. Well, hey, uh, 8, 9, and 10. I told you, numbers kind of, it shifts, right? So now we're in the narrative section of numbers, and it's much better, I think. Yeah, some narrative there. Yeah, very good. So so what? So what does this mean for us today? Um, Thought of a few. Um, I'll camp (laughs) on one. And I have a question that will probably lead you to another one. So you give me your one. Okay. I do have a question. I just want to get your opinion. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, uh, the presence of the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, I'm always intrigued by you. So the Ark of the Covenant is the presence of God. You got the, the cloud, the pillar of cloud, you know, by day, the fire by night, uh, if that moves, we better be moving. Right. You know, God's going, we're going. <laughs> it's only been there overnight. You, know? yeah. you got to pick up your tent. Yeah. It's got to go. So, Hey, God's moving. We got to move. That's right. I just love that. Yeah. The picture of, you know, uh, if God's going somewhere i gotta be with god i gotta go yeah you know we better get moving whether it's uncomfortable or not or we just got here or not doesn't matter Mm -hmm. he's going and what's really cool is that you know he's with us today all the time through the holy spirit leading guiding us and so i think it's just that same um, intentionality of god what what are you doing where are you going what do you want Um, i'm here whatever you want Uh, you know I'm, i'm all in and it's just that very, that, that sensitivity to God's presence. It's here, but what is he, where is he going? What does he want you to do? What's our responsibility? It might be a pain. You might have just got here, but maybe he's, okay, that's just part of the plan. Hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. We're going somewhere else. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that's very interesting. I've, I could tell you all kinds of stories. People just got here, and then they got to get going. Yeah. You know, whatever, you know, that can mean all kinds of things, but. Just, uh, it, just whatever God wants. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to us. Well, it reminds me of that worship song that we sing here sometimes uh, where it says, where you go, I'll go. Where you stay, I'll stay. When you move, I move. I'll follow you. Like, that's so real in this, you know, and probably is where that came from. Probably. But, like, yeah. Good. Yeah. And especially it's your whole livelihood. Look, I just moved yeah. six months ago. Yeah. And a lot of our stuff is still in the garage because, yeah. you know, we're laying down floors and all that stuff. But I think about, like, if I'm carrying a tent and all of my stuff, True. and the the chance is that I may just be stopping overnight. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. imagine the faith and imagine, you know, yeah. I mean, it takes very little faith on one hand to follow an enormous pillar of fire. Like, there's no doubt that that's God. Like, you're going to follow that. But, like, on the other hand, you know. It does take some faith, too. It does. So let me ask you this question. Sure. So Moses uh, uh, was talking to our favorite character of this story, Hobab. Hobab. And he says, we want you to be our guide. And we don't know if he stayed. Mm. Um, But then it says right after that that the Ark of the Covenant was the guide. Okay. Right. So let me ask you this. Was this a – because a lot of times in Old Testament narratives, they don't tell us the moral – like – the moral goodness or badness of acts. They just say what happened and then it's up to us to know the answer mm-hmm. of whether this was good or bad. Yeah. Um, was this good or bad that Moses asked this dude to be their guide? I was wondering that when I was reading it. Like, I, like I would say it was bad. I, I kind of feel that way too. But I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel that way too, yeah. that, that, you know, Moses was like, we need a human guide. Yeah. When we just read about this pillar of fire thing. Yeah. You know, exactly, so exactly. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. I, I, but Moses wrote this. And then right after that, he wrote also. Yeah. Yeah, I did. I went and asked Hobab to be our guide. But the Ark of the Covenant was our guide. Yeah. So even if it was a sin, I mean, obviously Moses understood that. And like he made a course correction. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> so but yeah. So anyway, yeah, I was just wondering question. what your thought yeah, was. That was my thought. Yeah. 
So, all right, where is Jesus? Well, go yeah. all the way back to you've got these guys who uh, became ceremonially unclean and couldn't take part in the Passover, right? Yeah. So process improvement in the nation of Israel was, okay, you can still take part in the Passover, but not yeah. in this way. But uh, so, yeah. so um, Jesus is celebrating the Passover with his disciples right in one of my favorite passages of scripture i'm sure you know this by now the upper room discourse yeah Uh, love it yes very good and he's celebrating the passover with them and before he starts he washes their feet yeah and he doesn't just say like you're Mm -hmm. you're not clean enough to celebrate the passover he says Mm -hmm. if i don't clean you you're not clean and you can't belong to me yeah and so i just see that here with this idea of yeah. cleanness and the Passover and now what the Passover means to us, right? Like, you know, the freedom and the forgiveness of sins and the, the um, sparing of, of the damnation that we deserve, right? So all of that mm. and just the, the idea of uncleanness, being too unclean to worship. Mm. And, you mm. know, in Israel yeah. it says you can still worship, but you have to worship in a different way. But Jesus raises the bar again and says, if I don't clean you, yeah. you don't belong to me. Mm. And so if we are not cleaned by Christ, there you go. we cannot worship. Yeah. And so where's Jesus in this? He is the one who cleans us yes. to make us worthy of worshiping God. Mm. And I think it's really important to make that distinction because we it have is. a lot of people out there. Remember when we were talking about church values last year? And yeah. well, I guess it was now last like a year and a half ago. Last October, and we t- last, we came yeah. up with uh, spirituality. We had this whole conversation around spirituality. We came up with authentic spiritual depth. Yes, because there are a lot of spiritual people. Yeah, and what Jesus says is, you can be as spiritual as you want. Yeah, if I don't right. clean you, yeah, you're not. Yeah, it's just you're not yeah, with it's me. It's just the outward and so, the, the insides. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that is where I see Jesus in this. Sorry, I went on a so what tangent there too, but yeah, no. Though, is... Jesus is the one who cleans us and prepares us for worship in yeah. the same way that the, the Levites had to for the nation of Israel. So Yeah, yeah, that, that's very good. Okay. Hey, cool. thanks for joining us today, guys. Yeah, thank uh, you. Yeah, yeah, you did it. Day 58 is done. Yeah. And keep sharing this with friends and family because I, I can't tell you how many different people come to me. That's pretty awesome. People that, you know, aren't connected to our church, you know. And they're and, reading the Bible. Yeah, and it's just awesome. And so we're just hoping to get it out there and people can join us, you know, anytime. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So thanks, Eric, for doing this. Well, thank you, Chip. You're welcome. For having me. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, sure. (laughs) Absolutely. All right. Hey, we got to go. You got to go. We'll see you tomorrow. All right. Take care. Bye-bye.